before we get high, I'm changing to my not not warm clothes. Man. <laughs> Bro, I'd be sweating like, <sighs> and then I, I breathe with my mouth open when I get so stoned. And then I'm like, they're gonna hear me. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is just gonna be consistent of the sounds of me eating. Hey, we gotta stay fed. Had to get my back supported. <laughs> Did you need, do you want a pilly? Yeah. Got you. I just I just warmed one up in the dryer. Hey. Considering <laughs> I washed it. And it busted open. So I had to stuff it back in there. Bust that pillow open and leave Della, bring it back. Hey, <laughs> this shit too easy. Bet I make them go crazy. Yeah. I think I'm Jesus. Hope city go crazy. Yeah. My fit too crazy. Look at me, I'm going crazy. Mm. Where we going crazy? Yeah. Swear we going crazy. If it's not, if it's not dry, I can't tell because it's still warm. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing my Mr. Nice Guy shirt. Do you want to do 420 it? somewhere? Oh, no. Okay. They don't care. I feel like Mr. Nice Guy is like You're promoting the them. sponsor us, Mr. Nice Guy. We love you. We love your products. I just started recording it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not just, but it's. Oh, fun. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on our Instagram. Wait. I guess we should introduce ourselves first. My name's Kirsten. Wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, we're Dazed and Amused Podcast. My name's Kirsten. My name's me. And we're here to, to get high. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're here to entertain you while getting high. <laughs> exactly. The getting high part comes second. Entertainment first. So, today has been a weird day of mixed emotions. Um, I'll talk about the bad, I guess you can say, aspect of it when we do our check-in. But, I am so proud to say that we had a lot of friends and family listen to our first episode. And me, I'm always prepared for the worst, so I thought, like, they're going to be like, this sucks, this is awful. But, like, Generally, everyone was excited and very, like, interested in the podcast. They loved the episode. They felt that we did a great uh, first movie. Um, And then I feel like we also got a lot of good tips. I agree. I feel like the the criticism that we got was only constructive, which is good because it's your first time. It's like you don't want somebody to shit on you. So thank you, Familia. And it was like and m- minor stuff that we could. Fix. Oh yeah, so super that's minor. It even better. Mm-hmm. Um, Improvements. Yeah. So we um, do have a. I forgot what what I was gonna say. Oh, giveaway! Yes. So speaking of which, um, do you want to mention the fact that we? are or will be incorporating some type of video aspect into it it will be shorter clips at first Mm -hmm. um and then as we develop further um you will essentially be able to watch the movie with us as we watch it 
for our special Patreon donors. Make sure to go to Patreon. Patreon. Days and Amuse podcast. Ooh. Any little thing counts. Um, a penny. Yeah. <laughs> Adds up. But um, so right now on our video aspect, I am wearing a Mr. Nice Guy shirt, which is a head shop in the St. Louis area that um, I am fortunate to be a part of. Um, so a lot of the products that we put in your giveaways will be coming from Mr. Nice Guy. Um, we shop frequently. We sh- yeah, I was going to say, nice we, we shop there. B doesn't just, you know, we like that place. I don't just work there. Yeah. I <laughs> shop there. Every single bond that I own to this day has come from Mr. Nice Guy. Every wrap I would say, that uh, I get. 50% of mine have. Yeah. So I'm also. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the other one was a gift, so I don't really know where that came from. That came from Mr. Nice Guy. Boom! Fifty (laughs) percent. Yeah, we like as soon as I peeped that you were like Twisted Sisters. Yes, Um, they make good. They get they make good water pipes. Hell yeah! (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing better than yesterday, I would say. I feel like I've gotten into the routine of this whole emergency shutdown that everyone's implementing at their jobs, and mine is implementing that, and um, I'm a part of the team that gets to stay and make sure that people don't get laid off. So make sure that you're thanking anyone at your job that's still helping things go and keep them up and running because that's how you're getting your paycheck. Yeah. Plain and simple. And speaking on layoffs, like, that's one of the things that I've been conflicted about today because, um, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of friends um, as well as family on my social media post about how they're out of a job um, considering all of the quarantining and um, social isolation that's going on with corona. Um And it just makes you put everything into perspective, uh, especially when I see those who on the flip side are complaining because they're like, I still have to work here and they haven't sent us home yet. And I'm like, at least you have a job Mm because there's some people today or this week or last week who walked away without having a job and is now going to have to figure out what they're going to do. Yep, and they may have left work on Friday last week thinking everything was fine. They may have gotten paid, depending on their pay schedule. They might have gone to the strip club and blew a band or two. And then, come Monday, their job may have sent them an email telling them, don't return to work, we'll send you a box with your stuff in it. Because they can't afford to send people home for 14 days, two weeks, and then continue to pay them the same wage while they're at home. A lot of businesses weren't set up to do that. A lot of businesses still aren't set up to do that. They're not making the money or they're not putting it where they need to in order to facilitate something of this magnitude. So if you're seeing people get laid off, that is exactly why. If the money isn't coming in and a business shuts down, there's no payroll. Mm -hmm. Period. And just from, like, the aspect of a... Of a business owner, I mean, mind you, the only business we have is this podcast, but I could not imagine if we had employees employees under us to where, you know, we had to make that decision of like, hey, we won't be able to financially support you guys as well as continue to run the business. Like, I just, I can never imagine, I can... Like, people have kids. Yeah, like, I really feel for the people who got laid off. I feel for... 
those small business owners who have to make the decision to lay people off or like, to close yeah because like, they can't afford to pay their bills like none of this stuff is everything that's going on with the coronavirus is not benefiting anyone no and it's one is not winning. ideal it's no. not ideal at all and i don't think anyone was prepared i think that everyone kind of laughed and oh it's in china and just as simple as it is for someone to get on a plane or for them to put a package on a boat and send that boat here. That's how you're getting stuff from Amazon. Like, that's just as easy as something hosted in someone's body coming with them across the water to the United States. Mm. I don't know why people thought that this was not going to be possible. I understand that a lot of people don't don't see the seriousness behind it because they've maybe not gone to school. <laughs> They've maybe not learned anything about biology, but it's real. Just like if you were to get pneumonia or to get the flu or something and you were had a compromised immune system, it's going to be really, really tough to get better. It's tough to get better when you have the flu regularly. Yeah. And I think that people are not um, taking it as seriously as they should. And it's not even you that you could be affecting. It could be someone's grandfather that's on chemo. Or, you know, their grandmother who has cystic, you know, fibrosis. Yeah. Something, you know, that compromises how they live their life on the daily is now life-threatening even more because of a flu-like virus that's going around. Butterfly effect. Mm -hmm. Every little thing can affect everything else. All right. So, in light of current situations a lot of people um having to quarantine themselves a lot of people having to uh, work from home um i thought that this would be another good film um to kind of try and lighten the mood it is a scarier film um which i am a big old chicken when it comes to scary movies and the only reason why I watch them is because of my lovely beautiful best friend Kirsten I love it <laughs> give me all the violence and gore and blood and I've just... been getting better though so I will say that oh feeds my soul all right so for today um we will be watching the 2008 horror thriller film Quarantine. <laughs> so, a television reporter and her cameraman are trapped inside a building quarantined by the CDC after the outbreak of a mysterious virus which turns humans into bloodthirsty killers. This is from IMDb. Uh, it was um, written and directed... Um, yeah, it was written and directed by John Eric Dowdle. Oh, you think that's his brother, Drew? Drew Dowdle! Wow. Um, and then as far as the cast, um... Ooh, Jennifer Carpenter. Yep, so there's Jennifer Carpenter, there is Steve Harris. Um, I don't know some of these, in all honesty, like, mm -hmm. I'm probably, like... Someone's going to be like, how do you not know this person? I'm like, sorry, I don't. Mm. Um, who's Jay Hernandez? Hmm. 
Oh, shoot. shoot. I know yeah. him. He was in Hostel. Oh, my God. He was in freaking Suicide Squad. Uh, oh, my Diablo. God. I, dude, I would have never connected that. Until now. Yeah. I mean, because I'm very terrible when it comes to names, especially, like, comparing actors' names and what movies they're in. Mm-hmm. So, like, things like this where I'm able to look further, like, it makes you start to connect people and it's just... Oh, yeah. I love oh IMDb, especially because you click on a person and it's like, also, these other things that they've done. Yeah. And you're like, thank you, because I had no clue until you brought it to my attention. Oh. It was nominated for six awards. Um, it was nominated for um, Best Horror Film for the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. It was nominated for Best Makeup slash Creature, um, as well as Best Wide Release Film um, by Fangora Chainsaw Awards. It was nominated... Uh, Jennifer Carpenter actually was nominated for Best Actress um, f- on... At the Fright Meter Awards, um, she was also nominated for Best Horror Actress for the Scream Awards. And then, oh my god, it was nominated for the Choice Movie Horror Slash Thriller Award for the Teen Teen Choice Awards. Jennifer Carpenter, honestly to me, reminds me of Deb, Dexter's sister from Dexter, (laughs) the TV show. She looks like... um, Wait a minute. Is that her? her? Oh my god! Yes! Oh, I just got so excited! It is her. Didn't know that's what her name was. But that's my girl. Yes, Deb. She's so hot. She actually uh, married Dexter in real life and then they got divorced. Oh, that's sad. I know, but it's kind of hot that they played each other's brother and sister. So. (laughs) Alrighty. And let's wait. Oh my god! So today we are smoking Master Kush. Master Kush. Hold on, I'm gonna re say it because I know my typing was all in there. Type, type, to type, to type, to type. I'm just typing on the computer. I'm gonna open my bang while you. Okay. Bang, 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 bang. So, today we are smoking Master Kush, also known as High Rise or Grandmaster Kush. Um, it is a popular indica cross from two, I don't know what that is. Landrace. I don't know what that means. Roll over it. Did it give us a definition? What is Landrace strain? This seems like a lot of reading. It does. It so. even said 1545 <coughs> AD. That was in there, like Man. after death. What? So today we're smoking Master Kush, which is also known as High, Rat, High Rise or Grand Master Kush. It is a popular indica from different parts of the Hindu Kush region um, and is made by the Dutch White Label Seed Company in Amsterdam. It offers a sharpened sensory awareness, full body relaxation without the mind-numbing effects. I can dig it. Dig, 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 dig. Tastes like birthday cake. So I'm drinking a bang energy drink just to make sure that once I'm stoned to the bone, I don't get sleepy. Mm. And this bang energy drink 
the flavor is birthday cake bash. And let me tell you. It tastes like birthday cake. It tastes like a birthday cake. Like when you put it to your mouth, it's like you can taste the icing on top of mm-hmm. the cake. Which is my favorite part. Mm, you can smell it. Smell the birthday cake. We are <clears throat> also, also. I love talking at the same time as her. It's oh my, my god! Goal, <laughs> dude. So many people were also telling me they're like, it was hard to distinguish between when you were talking and when Kirsten was talking, and I was just like, I know we kind of sounded like sometimes because I was like trying to match her. I'm trying to match her auntie. Yay. Um. So the Hasidic grape strain is a. Mm. You ain't gonna give me no information. What is going on? So I will say I have found that sometimes um when I go to look for a strain, like mm-hmm. because they're always constantly coming out with something new, that sometimes mm-hmm. I can't find any information on what I'm looking for. I feel like, like it's because there's so many hybrids. Yeah. And they're like, here. Yes, it exists. No, we can't tell you anything about it because we were high as fuck when we were crossing all these baby plants. <laughs> which is literally what they do. Like you just, you know, make little clones. Well, we're also smoking Hasidic grape, which I'm unsure of whether it's an indica or sativa, but we are about to find out. We are. I feel like when I've smoked these dabs alone, they've definitely put your girl into a nice slumber. Oh, But I was already on my way to a nice slumber. So, (laughs) don't know if it was the weed or just me being tired after a long day. We're about to find out. Mm Mm-hmm. Our snacks today. <laughs> I took it upon myself. Oh my god! To go to the culinaria in downtown St. Louis today while I was at work. I live in Illinois, work in St. Louis. And I got our favorite snack. These Keebler Fudge Stripes cookies. They the original. so good. They're literally perfect. My brother used to eat these all the time. You know what? One of the episodes, <clears throat> there's a couple of movies that were like his absolute favorites that I have listed down. Yes. We should just binge on his snacks. His snacks, like his everything. My brother Slickus loved these cookies. He also was a zebra cake fanatic. He loved Doritos. I'm not a Doritos person. Well, let me rephrase cool that. Cool Ranch do be hit. Yes. He loved both, but he definitely enjoyed the Cool Ranch Doritos, so I can partake got, in those. I just got a little like... Zang to him. Yes. Mm. Um, and then he was all about his like orange flavored stuff, like orange drinks and, and like. It's like, refreshing. You know? Orange soda is really like it burns like good. Like yeah, Dew. some orange sodas are good, but I'm very fountain particular about my, my sodas. Like <laughs> fountain, fountain orange soda at my job is good. Let's what just brand say are that. you going with for orange soda? I think that it's Sunkissed at my job. I'm not sure. I'll have to look. I just drink it because it's there. And I'm like, God, this is good. It burns well. I'm like, the pain. See, I feel like <clears throat> I just grew up on Crush a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like Crush soda is the closest thing taste-wise to Vess. Yeah. Because Sunkiss right. has like this 
I don't know how to describe it's like a it. syrupy taste. Yes. Oh my goodness. Whereas like how are we really dissecting like, a... like the taste of orange soda? You know what I don't fuck with? <clears throat> grape. We don't we don't fuck with grape soda, but we're gonna fuck with these grape dabs. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get it. <laughs> oh. So we can mute them. Right. All right. Let's get stone. Why did I not know that that was Deb? I'm upset. So. I would say that my first few college years were spent at Mizzou because I thought that I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. Mm -hmm. And, like, seeing how she's interacting, like, bouncing up and down, being, like, super excited, like, that's definitely not how journalists act. Well, that's not how, like, I was taught. Like, we're told to be, like, very professional and very, like, straightforward and... Why was I just looking for the dabber <laughs> to put another dab on? And B is literally taking a dab next to me. Ugh, this is great taste. These are very tasty dabs, I will say. They have a very... It's a... They smell peppery, but they don't taste very peppery. So I do enjoy how smooth they taste. Oh, yeah, babies. That's that good stuff. <clears throat> I feel like... What's her name? Jennifer? Jennifer. She's really good cheekbones. It could just be my perception of, you know, beauty or whatever it is. But, like, to me, she's a very classic, like, beautiful woman. Like, there's... Guys, literally, she's dressed very simply. Like she, she has like brown hair. I mean, I it's don't in know a if you ponytail. It's in a ponytail. She has simple hoops. She has like a basic, you know, jacket, jacket just some jeans. It, makeup isn't heavy. Like you know, maybe she has like. I mean, as far as you can tell, maybe she has mascara on. Like, of course, I know. You know, just movie doing, makeup. Yeah. yeah, like there's a lot more to it, but she just does that natural. They did the natural very... face beat on her. I think that's uh, that's uh, what's his name? Was it Jay Hernandez? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's Jay Hernandez. He's kind of cute. Also, mad respect for. I don't know what they call emergency responders mm -hmm. like. Especially firefighters, you know, I feel like we hear about police officers, we hear about, you know, ambulance workers or EMTs, but we, mm -hmm. like very rarely do I ever hear people mention the fire department and like every time I've gotten into an accident, the fire department were the first people I interacted with. Like they were the ones like making sure I was okay, like telling me like, don't move, you know, <coughs> essentially they're like. A blend of all forces. Dude, they have this long ass hook ass thing. 
<laughs> and I guess they used to like put that on top of buildings and climb up it. You cannot pay me any amount of money to climb up on that as a firefighter. You're telling me I have to climb up to this window and save somebody. And it's on just the... it's hooked onto the top of the building. There's That's it. No studying that. Like a portable ladder. I think not. That must have been prior to when they actually had the ladders that come on the fire truck on the top that they can just, like, extend. Also, I learned in another movie that Dalmatians were the sirens. They would run ahead. Back in the day, they would run ahead and warn everyone that they were coming so like that was how people knew that there was the fire the firefighters were coming get out of the way they're such smart little boys and girls oh my god i <sighs> dogs man couldn't tell you oh it wasn't a movie it was 911 lone star mm. which is the texas version of 911 it's actually pretty good I'm trying not to, like, rustle in my bag as you talk. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> 911 Lone Star on Fox. That's where I learned that. We got it. He just rolled over twice. He's such a good boy. Yeah. We love a dog. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy that there's a dog in this movie, and we get to see it before any crazy stuff happens. It's like the calm before the storm. I agree. They're like, oh, let me just tease you with this cute little puppy. This movie is about death. Also, I feel like the first person point of view camera in in films was very popular during this time. Because didn't um, Paranormal Activity come out around this time? And then REC, like recording. Oh, yeah. So all all of those... Like, like movies freaked me out, especially Paranormal Activity, because when I went to go and see that movie, I saw it in movie theaters. No one told me it was fucking fake. Because, like, literally, I walked in, we watched this whole movie, and as we left, I was so shook that we just watched someone die. Like, literally, I was like, no one is upset that we watched this man die in this lady could possibly still be roaming around possessed as hell yeah and then it was months later that they finally told everyone wow i'm shook and i'm sitting here thinking about how that was the first movie paranormal activity to basically have a storyline all of this first person like we're filming it, well not really the first the first for our generation or people of our age because it was kind of like Blair Witch. Yeah. My mom would always reference, oh, that movie that's like the Blair Witch Project. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I had never seen that movie. I was like, don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's paranormal activity, mom. I watched Blair Witch when I was younger. Mind you, I was probably seven. Let's see when Blair Witch came out. Um. They're low-key in this movie. They're currently in the showers. They're giving Jennifer a tour, and she's basically learning about what they do at this firehouse. They're currently in the men's showers. They're, for whatever reason, felt the need to show them, the crew, where they get dressed. 
and shower. Why is there a firefighter taking a shower and he's literally flashing Jennifer's character, his his naked body, he just keeps flashing her. Ladies and gentlemen, that is sexual harassment. I don't care if this was, what, 2008? Was it? Yeah. I don't care that there is supposedly a cameraman there. The cameraman's on the other side of the wall. He can't see this man's bits. And yeah, she's laughing because she's like, oh, ha, 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 stop. Like, because she's uncomfortable. In a lot of situations, girls, like, I mean. They'll laugh, but they won't be okay with it. Yeah, that's a natural reaction for me when I'm uncomfortable with something. Like, I tend to laugh. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, I just want to, like, beat myself up over that. Like, don't laugh in those situations because, like, that's the moment you need to stand up and be like, you're making me uncomfortable. But then, like, on the other hand, I've had instances where I have told men know when they approached me and like they've straight up came up at me aggressive and have been like you know fuck you you bitch blah blah and I'm like you can't win and ladies and gentlemen that's why it is best to pretend you can't hear I'm not kidding I feel like not saying anything is better than saying something because saying anything sometimes I feel like even though you're standing your ground and you don't want to interact with someone, sometimes other people are going to do what they're going to do and you have to protect yourself. And if that means completely acting like you can't see or hear somebody, just do it. Keep mocking. I will say I'm glad they're... Oops. It's about to get crazy. Oh, snap. They're going on the call, y'all. So the siren just went off. Everybody is gearing up. They're excited. And now they get to slide down the pole. This is like a lot because as a firemen whenever you are getting in that truck like do they necessarily know what they're responding to or is it just like an emergency call like i feel like they tell them if if they get any kind of call what we need to figure out first is who turns on the the ringing bell that is supposedly what lets them know it's go time is that still a thing like do they still have that at every Oh, where it's like that siren, like, yeah. hey, you need to get ready and get your shit out. I'm sure maybe, like, some someone some, gets a phone call and then yeah, they, like... Some form of that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if dispatch just alerts them and gives them an address, or, like you said, if they give them that information along with what's going on. Like, here's what you need. Because I know that they always have all of their equipment, so just like a EMT, they just show up and... Do what they can. Aren't they the ones that have, like, the jaws of life to open up cars? Totally. Yep, yep, yep. 
and they they have sometimes like fire departments where the EMT is connected to the fire department or the fire department has their own EMT. Mm. So mm. they can dispatch them from there at the same time and I've seen them in St. Louis. Yeah. It I feel like definitely increases the chances that people will survive because you've got both people coming from the same place same time. Like they're going to get there for sure. Because if the firefighters show up and they need someone to do CPR, they they probably know how to do CPR. Yeah, but there's like all that equipment that's in the like the yeah, ambulance. like if they need like something to stabilize someone's head or body. Well, yeah, or if they, I feel like if they have to um, resuscitate, yeah, the bag, all that to like breathe for them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Narcan. <laughs> That seems to be popular nowadays. I wonder if they have that kind of stuff. I wonder if they have some kind of small first aid kit. If you're a firefighter, write in and let us know. Okay. I don't know if we could call <laughs> and ask these questions. I'm guessing they put this commercial here because I'm trying to find the structure. Okay, so there's like essentially three acts to a movie. There is act one, act two, act three. And... Act one is the setup, and then there's some kind of inciting incident that propels us into the second act. So, I think we're about to start the second act. Mm-hmm. How did you like it so far? Did you think, like... I feel like it was a good um, way to meet all the characters was in the firehouse, Um I feel like we got a sense for the different relationships that will develop. I feel like Jennifer's character and Jay Hernandez's character are definitely going to end up either stuck together or getting a little close because they were the only two that had an off-to-the-side conversation out of any of the other characters. So I'm excited to see where that goes, even though I think I've seen this, but obviously can't remember. (laughs) I feel like... If I were watching this in a movie theater and I walked in and the first 30 minutes is them just hanging out in this. Is them just hanging out in this fire department. I can see where people can kind of be upset with the movie because it definitely was a little bit slow at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see how act two goes. Ooh, that's that one guy. Yes. Columbus Short. Is that his name? I believe so. He was in Stomp the Yard. Yes. And he's fine as hell. Yep, Columbus Short. Yes. Oh my Thank gosh. Thank you. Okay, so just to paint the picture, there's a scene where they arrive on their first call that really starts the action of the movie. And they basically are at an apartment building. They are directed to an older woman's home that is... She has been screaming loudly, which is freaking everyone the fuck out. And they say she's not social, so normally she's quiet. (laughs) They just knocked on this lady's door... She did not answer, which means you would think she's incapacitated because they said she's been quiet for a while. 
They bust open the door and she is standing in the living room. At that point, nope. No. We are leaving the building. Possessed. At that point, I would definitely tell the news people that you need to back up. Yeah. They're two feet. They're two feet from the firefighters. The old lady is approaching. She's foaming at the mouth. Mm-mm. Normally, that means that an animal has rabies. Who's up front? Columbus? Oh, hell no. She's screaming again. Oh, no. He's too close. Oh! So they turn on a light, and the old lady is about to lose it. She have no whites in her eyes. That was... They were completely First, back. I wouldn't even be in here. But second, if I wasn't there, I that would have been the next thing I noticed. And I would be like, well, no. She's she's rushing them, man. Like, a, did somebody just try to shoot her? Oh, she just attacked somebody. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, he... Right back to the theme of a fire department that also has an ambulance. They're waiting on an ambulance right now. They should be restraining this lady. She just bit a chunk out of the police officer's neck. Ripped it like ripped it out. See, and that's why I had to stop being a journalist because there comes a time where I just like my morals and my ethics when it comes to writing a story. Like one of the classes I took at SLU was an ethics class, ethics in journalism and in one of the assignments we would have <clears throat> frequently was we would be given this topic and we would have to discuss in class whether we would report on it, how would we, we would report on it, or if we would not report on it. And I distinctly remember there being this one story about a mother who was a crack addict and the picture that they were going to post would be of her... I think it was like seven or eight year old child helping to like heat up the bowl and hold it for her as she inhaled because she was also like sick. And it was like, do you run the story as well as that picture or no? And like it was about the like crack academic. And for me, like I was like, yes, I would want to write a story about an epidemic that's happening within my community. But mm-hmm. I was one of like the few people in that class who was like, I would not run that, article. I would not run that article if it has anything to do with the little boy and his mom. I would not run that photo. And like, people are like, well, it's a story though. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, but there's different ways to tell the same story. Mm-hmm. The important thing is like the drugs in the community. I'm sure that in the article, majority of people will list the mother of a, you know, kid, but. You don't have to mention the worst things in order to get the point across that drugs are a problem. They're in the community. And, like, one girl brought up, she was like, well, what if that's a way to get him help because he's not living in a in a healthy environment? And I'm like, there's other ways to do that. If you're really concerned about that child, you don't have to post that child's business out there because that's going to follow him. Mm-hmm. You can easily call <clears throat> Child Protective Services and they will come and check the situation out and handle things. And that's something that can easily keep him from 
succeeding in the future because employers Google you if you didn't know that already. So when they Google his name, I'm sure it will be associated with that article when he grows up. And they're trying to patch this man back together like Humpty Dumpty. He said, I'm a vet. They locked the doors from the outside while all of this was transpiring upstairs. No one can figure out who locked the doors, why the doors were locked, and there's still just police lights outside from when they arrived. That would have been nice to mention earlier that there was a different exit. (gasps) Okay, so someone just... Came from the ceiling. It was that same guy who was up there with that lady. They left him up there to to deal with her. And he just dropped from the top of the apartment building balcony into the main lobby. Hallway. Hallway. (laughs) It's like complicated, but he's inside. And he just landed, like he jumped from the stairs. And it's like stone stairs, like concrete stairs, tile floor, like... Old building. Angela. That's her name. What's he doing? Usually I'm covering my eyes by this point, but since we're recording, I'm trying not to look like a bitch. (laughs) Can we talk about how hard it probably is filming as the main character in a like first person filmed movie like oh. she's constantly looking back at the like she's looking back at the camera, camera to like report and then what did Scott who's played by Steve Harris like what did they do with him did he just do like voice recordings in this studio or was he like walking next to the camera that's a good question things to make you go hmm Hmm. (laughs) ugly cries jennifer you told him to go up there and now you're telling scott not to go in there oh is that the same old lady from earlier looks like a different person Mm -hmm. growling Oh my goodness. Okay, the old lady that started all this mess is literally a zombie. (laughs) Literally covered in blood and no longer able to understand commands because she just got shot because they told her to stop running towards them and she didn't. Let's see if she gets back up. I hate it when police officers use that phrase, and I know, like, this is just a movie, but I feel like it's a phrase that when you look at some body cam footage of when innocent people, innocent black men mm-hmm. get shot, the the person who committed the murder mm-hmm. is, like, usually, like, did you see that? Like, you saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's like immediately. Why are you trying to justify that? Yeah. Yes. It's fucked up. But it's going to be okay because we are the future. Yes. 
our generation needs to vote. Illinois primary voting was yesterday. Um, we need to go out there and vote. We need to make sure that our voices are heard um, because soon it's going to be our generation who is running for office. That's so, true. You know, if we want to see the change, we have to be the change. I agree. When you're so mad that you can't even say anything. You wanted the story. So, wanting to just follow the firefighters around turned into getting locked into an apartment building with a diseased zombie woman. And seeing someone literally get shot in front of you. And then she asked, did you get that? Girl, journalism. I'd be like, where's the nearest window on the first floor? She looked like she was about to have a full-on meltdown. I agree. A full-on. See, see, I drink my whole cup. And I'm feeling good. I did not start, but now I am. It's pretty good. It's called an Arbor Rita. It's wine with flavor of strawberry margarita. Mm. Out of everyone in this movie, I feel like I can really relate to the woman that's carrying the dog. Who just came out of her house. Yes, because she had no idea that anything was going on. And she was happily in her apartment, you know, isolated from everyone. And she comes out holding her dog like, oh, there's an emergency. It's time to go. Got my dog. I feel her. I just wish people realize in situations where, like, someone is giving a direction and it could be because of, like, an emergency. I wish people wouldn't ask questions. Like, just if you get to where you need to go, once everybody gets there as fast as possible, then said person can give everyone the information all at once, and it will be efficient, it will be fast. Everyone can ask questions if they have it. A lot of times people will have the same questions, so you'll hear one person answer, ask it, and then you'll have your answer. Like, uh... I don't know, maybe I just have a knack for seeing calm in chaotic situations. I I agree. I think um, we've just been prepared for stuff like that a little bit better than other people maybe. And I feel like we're just well adapted, but um, when there's an emergency... You know, it's fight or flight. And if you don't fight or fly, then you just freeze. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're... I don't know what A to lot tell of us you. are the yeah. 9-11 generation, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, when crisis comes... We're like, <clears throat> let's get the out of here. Yeah. I agree. Oh. Hell no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, there's a firefighter walking around. It's Jay. Checking on people, okay? He's knocking on a lady's door. She doesn't answer. And she's... She looks older from her hair. 
Oh, and that TV. That's, she's literally, oh my she's God. She's got the TV on. It's, it's like. Static. Stay away. On the static back. mode. The white noise. Sitting on her little couch in oh her my God. living room. I'm so frightened. And she's crying. She looks like. Ew, she's, she's foaming. Oh, she's foaming she's at foaming. the mouth. She's foaming at the mouth. Goodness. Okay. You should not. They ew. learned last time that people like this got violent and wanted to eat people's face off. I mean, what would make them think that helping her would help? Like, they shot the other lady. Uh, oh. It has something to do with rats. There's a rat. Disgusting. <gasps> the Black Plague. Ew. Ew! He just stepped, stepped on, on the rat. Can you smush him like that for real? Ew. Disgusting. Why would you want to do that? Like Why I get it. Why did we need that in the film? But usually, ew. Usually, I just run. Why did we need that in the film? Girl, you should have left her. Not that. They sat her in a chair. Oh, so all of the exits are being guarded. Interesting. Imagine trying to get out and they run up pointing some guns at you. Talking about some, we about to, no. They just closed you in there. You know what I would do at this point? Each person should be quarantined to their own apartment if there's enough, <clears throat> which it seems like there is. Mm-hmm. And then you put all the infected people in the apartment where y'all shot the lady. Mm-hmm. Doesn't someone get shot? I don't know. It's intense because it's dark. It's Dang, crazy. they are on it. He said it. He already said it once. Don't put your hands on me. See, okay, I definitely am a person who I'm like, don't, regardless of your gender, it does not matter. Do not put your hands on another person. Like, you don't know how that person is going to respond, and you cannot be upset by how they react by you in a situation where you guys are arguing or disagreeing, and you put your hands on them. Like, Especially if I told you the first time and then you go to do it again. At that point, like, how I react is how I react. I agree. Angela really is very hands-on when it comes to um, Columbus Short's character. I don't remember. Danny. Danny. When it comes to Danny. I don't understand why she feels the need to threaten him and to put her hands on him. We don't do that around here, okay? Man or woman, you can get smacked. And you don't open a door that you can't close. So, there's that. No domestic violence going on. So, I'm about to crack He done told her to not put your hands on him. And now you thought you were going to put your hands on him? Everybody's trying to fight. He already said, do not put your hands on me. Danny, Columbus Short's character, had to say it three times. Do not put your hands on me. 
That's the girl that plays um, that bald girl in that one movie about the lady with Munchenhausen's. Oh, uh, Gypsy Rose. Yeah, it's called The Act, I think. She also plays in something else that movie on Netflix called Kissing Booth. Yes! Oh my goodness. So, I think. Oh! I think we need to explain. At this point, there is a fireman who is supposed to be recovering in what they've. That's the fireman that fell! No way. That's the fireman that fell. Yo? No way. Yes! That's the fireman that fell. I thought he just got like bitten. Bit. (laughs) Oh no. I thought, but his head was splatted open. That's gotta be someone else. No, they just moved him and that police officer that was in the lobby into whatever room that they were just at. And that's when the vet guy was looking over them. There, oh my god, because back there is the 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 dress shop or the whatever they called it, the fabric, the fabric shop, and that's where they put the police officer in the fireman. And he just walked his ass out with his broken leg, and it's cracking and crackling and bending and just doing things it's not supposed to. Oh. And it's making us uncomfortable. And he's foaming at the mouth. That's the guy from earlier that was hanging out with them with Jay's character. Oh, I lied. There's so many people that are hurt. So who is that other guy? When did he get hurt? I don't know. There's just everyone's hurt. I was so (laughs) wrong, guys. I was like dead ass wrong. It's okay because... There's a lot of characters that have injuries that we can't really explain. I don't think they showed us what happened. If both of us missed it, it, I don't think it happened. That's what I said. Foaming at the mouth. Rabies. Now they're talking about these are rabies symptoms. I wonder if they had a rabies vaccine if they would be immune to what's happening. Like if they just so happen got bit by a wild animal. That happened to my sister. (laughs) She had the rabies. She had to go get a rabies shot. What is with people putting their hands on this man? No respect for the black police officer. None. And it's a shame. You just said everyone's been evacuated, girl. So they're lying. They're telling the media that everyone has been evacuated out of this building. Man, I would go to the every every apartment building, or not every apartment building, every apartment and just turn the lights on and off. Because I think the power's still on if the TV's still on. True. And, like, shut the power off. 
Your idea just went out the window. Every time you hit her, her face was different. It was like one of those like photo challenges where you move your hand in front of your face and change like your facial expression. They showed him. Stop, I think I know who that is. Yeah, he's like in a Tyler Perry movie, I think. Uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman! The cameraman. That was like my first and last Tyler Perry movie that I watched. <laughs> it's I, nothing against him. Like, it just, like, those kind of movies, like Medea and stuff. They just never interested me because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I just, it's Medea and I just don't, those movies just weren't funny to me. Some kinds of comedy, you know, or types of comedy don't appeal to everyone. Yeah, and that does not... In a time of crisis, people are so quick to revert back into ignorance and be like, oh, because this person is of a different race or the, or is it from a different country English. or, yeah, that, oh, it has to be because them, they brought it over. It, it, they literally just said rabies. Rabies come from animals. They literally just said that. They did. And right now what's happening is they're trying to account for who is in what apartment? How many people are in the apartments? Who all was there when this happened? So that they know who's dead, who's alive, who could have this rabies-like disease and who could be potentially in danger or, you know, how they can get out of there, basically. And, of course, because there's one person missing that just so happens to be an African-American man who's from... A different country where they do not speak English he is not able to come downstairs because he's paralyzed and they're trying to blame him and that's not fair it's not fair at all period the original period, period. so they just open the doors with hazmat suits on and assault rifles in hand it's something serious why are you pointing that at me? Like, are you going to let us out of here? Or do you feel, do you not feel safe? Like, those would be all the questions I would be asking. I'd be like, since y'all clearly have some understanding of what's going on in here, like, did y'all pull this? <laughs> because you seem awfully prepared for this to just have had, he just called I think you should describe this one. So literally, <clears throat> the doctor or the vet earlier said like the only way you can test for rabies is by getting a brain sample. So these guys in this quarantine, you know, hazmat suit comes up, opens his briefcase, pulls out this small hand drill and literally drills into the middle of one of the firemen's skulls 
And as he's drilling, he's literally, like, twitching. Like, ugh. Which I believe that with the depth, as far as he went into that man's brain, he would have died. It should have hit a brainstem. I mean, he was in that hypothalamus. Oh, my Okay? Gosh. All up in that hypothalamus. We talked about the hypothalamus in the last movie. <laughs> We're going to talk about it in this movie. It's such an important part of, like, regulating you your existing. temperature. Yes. Lots of important parts are going on in there. Oh, my God. Ooh, he moving. Ooh, he getting up. He's upset. Oh, he done bit one of the people in the suits. He is not happy. He's like, oh, you guys thought you could just take some brain samples without asking? You thought wrong. Cameraman knew he was out. Oh. He said, you ain't got to let me out. I'm going to break the glass at the window. I'm going to come out myself. Oh, it's that dog from the little girl in the family. She doesn't like the light. She's infected. Look at her eyes. They up. <coughs> this little girl just bit the mama. <coughs> Grandma's a mood. She said, bye. <laughs> Except she's infected, so. I bonded with her because we both had B names. B-R-I names. B-R-I. Okay, so you know that point in every scary movie where, that has a black person where you're like, you done made it this far, and at this point in time, you are choosing to do something that is well putting you beyond your bounds of living in this movie. Like, every time this happens, Danny, you, we are almost towards the end of the movie. You have lasted this long. They don't usually let you last this long. Very rarely. I'm just saying I'm putting my hypothesis out there, but I think I can see where this is going. And Danny ain't going to be with us too much longer. I hate to say it, but it's a theme. Black people don't usually last very long in movies that are scary. <laughs> so I bet... His scenes coming up. That's gonna be Brianna that gets him. Mm hmm. Little tiny vampire lady. Shout out to my cousin Brianna. Hey. <laughs> Here she comes. Like she's, she's gonna be in like a corner or something. <gasps> Ew. What was that? It looked like something a dead. A mush of brains. Something. Brains. Brains. 
he didn't finish his. Oh my goodness. Brianna. Brianna's covered in blood, standing in the corner, eyes black. Oh, oh I told you. Be was I right. told you. I said Danny. Brianna done got Danny. Lord Jesus. She got him right on the neck. Right on the neck, man. And everybody's taking off oh! running. Everybody's taking off running, leaving him. They just popping out left and right. You know, okay, this feeling is the exact same feeling you get when you go to like a haunted house. Oh, <laughs> that anxiety of you just be running stop. around like, oh shit, I'm lost. Help. Gosh. I'm just trying to survive. Oh, I hate that feeling. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Everybody's going different ways. Because there's so many people coming left and right from different areas. They have... <gasps> oh, no! Jay! There's just... Everyone's infected almost. There's about to be more people infected than there aren't. And that's a scary sight because they don't have any weapons. They're just firefighters. Which is so helpful when there's a fire, but... Not when there's people trying to kill people they are literally running around in this dark building there's no lights all they have is the light from the camera they're bunkered down like i said in an apartment y'all should have been in this apartment they should have been bunkered down when people first started going wilding out biting stuff y'all should have been bunkered down mm -mm. an hour and a half ago and now the crazy people have found them I love a man who is never afraid to ask for help. He said, help me. Help. <laughs> help. Don't do that. Right. Don't be making noise. When your insanity literally has broken down to nothing and you're just like, none of this is making sense. Everything's crazy. She's having a full-blown panic attack in this corner right now. Yeah, she's trying to get as far away from everyone as possible. She's become a part of the wall. She's that afraid. is her home. <laughs> she's afraid. Oh, she was biting her own fingers. Wow. Oh. So not only do you gotta worry about snipers, but y'all still in this room with them. He keeps suggesting ways out, this old older gentleman. He has been in this, he is the building. Oh! No, they need him. This is not helping. She's making me fucking lose my mind. So, Angela's character is very animated when it comes to panic. Oh my god! And it's understandable. People are eating people's face off. She did say that that was one thing that was really freaking her out. But she's screaming at her counterpart. 
for me, I'm like, I, we're already making noise because we have to run. We mm-hmm. don't know where they're coming from exactly. And so we just got to be on our toes. No, the no. The elevator, that's where the dog was. Why don't he just hit her with the sledgehammer? She's handcuffed, but still she's a threat. What about the dog? What about the dog? Oh. Why did she press every button on the... I don't understand why she has every button pressed. Because you can't tell me on this elevator that the dog pressed all the buttons. No. 3B. Third floor. Boom. 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 She said, we're going to stop on two. No, we are not going to stop on two. I think it's time to open the fudge stripes. Yes. Jacob's like, bitch, get it together. Right. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We need to just pause for a second because Jake just died. Right after he made a master plan, he got us amped up. We were ready to. He got himself amped up. He said, And it was time to escape. They went, retrieved the keys that are supposed to get them to. Another secret way out. But in my brain, as soon as he said that, though, we have to go down three flights of stairs. I was like, but we took the elevator to come up because we knew that we couldn't go down the stairs. So why not elevator again? Yeah. Oh, that was Danny. Oh, it's literally rats. That's disgusting. Wasn't this the old man? This is the old man's keys. Mm -mm. This is the end of Scott. It's over. Our other black character. I mean, mind you, the way it's looking, none of them are going to make it, but... Hey! He's one of the last two. He is. I'm about to be like, girl, this camera can only last so long. Yeah, it's, it's dying. And he used it to smash the, somebody's head in. What are they? They should be looking for an exit. I thought that's what they were doing. They're looking for evidence. This girl then developed a whole phobia of the darkness in the span of, at this point, they it's probably, what, three in the morning? Yeah. Man, girl. We just, uh... Ooh. 
more surprising than me. This <laughs> <laughs> girl. Okay. I don't know if anyone has ever done this before, but have you ever tried to navigate through your room with the lights off? Like, let's say you're coming back from the bathroom, you're just kind of feeling around like, oh, oh. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I've done that and tripped. <laughs> it has not been pretty. Y'all, the camera's on her face, and she's literally, like, silent, like, screaming, crying, like, mood. <laughs> yes. Why does that thing look like it's not human? <coughs> I would never want to be the last person out. Girl got drug. Drugged. Oh man, quarantine. <clears throat> All right. So, what did you think of the plot? I feel like the plot was not very complicated, but it was satisfying for me. It doesn't take a lot, but um, I did like it a lot. I mean, there were a lot of different things in there as far as how they portrayed women, you know, just like a lot of movies in that era. Um, but all in all, I was quite entertained by what was going on. Some parts a little cheesy, but, you know. I feel like it was done in a very, in a very well thought out way. Like, I generally, I don't mess with horror films or thrillers really unless I'm with Kirsten or someone else that wants to watch it but with this one it's one that I've seen multiple times whether it's been completely through clips that I've seen on TV as I'm like oh you know that's on let me watch whatever you know Mm -hmm. wherever it's at and I can't think of another movie that was necessarily like that I mean, you see zombie movies where it's generally, like, the same kind of concept. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's really ever been a virus movie. So it was a different take on, like, a quote-unquote apocalyptic scenario. Especially, I feel like, because the, the police or whomever, the CDC, closed them off in this building and blocked every exit, every window, every door, any way that there was to get out of this building. They blocked it off and shot anyone who tried to escape. And that's, you know, some very tough measures. You know, they even went to the point of telling the media that there was no one in the building and it had been evacuated. So If I was the husband, I would have been like... I. Where was he when he said that? Because I would have been like, my wife and daughter is in there. Exactly. I haven't heard from them. Speak up, people. But, you know, it was, I guess, a little eye-opening, to say the least, that with the situation going on now, <laughs> what? who's to say that they wouldn't quarantine, you know, a whole apartment building and 
keep people from leaving but in the instance of you know the difference in this movie is that people are like eating people I feel like mm-hmm. this <clears throat> this movie oh I have to think of the um So there's this term that I learned in ethics, and it was like, oh, okay, yes, 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 yes. Here it is. So it's utilitarianism, Mm -hmm. and it's essentially like you choose the most, most ethical choice that will produce the greatest good for the greatest number. And, like, that's literally what happened with this movie. Like, rather than have the people come out and try to treat them at the hospital and risk them spreading it, they're like, we're going to literally quarantine this into this building and we will figure out how to do the rest as it comes. And I feel like that's what's going on with this coronavirus. Not on the same level, of course, but definitely it's this whole, you know... What are we going to do that's going to be beneficial for the greater good? We're going to stay home and not go to the club. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not going to buy every piece of toilet paper and baby wipes and, you know, every other cleaning product that we see. We're going to only buy what we need, be generous to others, be understanding, be thankful, you know, to those that are doing what they can to help keep things up and running. Be thankful to the restaurants that are still doing carryout and delivery because they know that there's no food in the grocery stores. You know, no one thought that it would come to that, but here we are. Be thankful for the nurses and the doctors who are still at, like, the hospitals Mm -hmm. who do have to interact with these patients a lot of time and, you know, they have families and lives just as well, so and that's a risk that they're putting on themselves. So, yeah. Who was your favorite character? That's a tough one because um, I really do love Jennifer Carpenter. <laughs> and she plays Angela, the main character that's the news reporter. But... I don't know if that's who my favorite character is. I think I would say I liked Scott just because he was kind of mysterious. We didn't really know what he looked like or who he was until kind of towards the end of the movie when things started to get crazy. He hit someone in the head and killed them with the camera. And once he finished, he needed to clean it off. So he faced it forward towards him, and he cleaned it off Mm -hmm. with Deb's, or not Deb, I'm sorry, with Angela's shirt. And I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that to be the camera guy, just for whatever reason. Like, you know, that's just what you, when you think you know, or you think of someone in your head, and that's not who I thought the camera guy would be, and I was like, right on. Mm -hmm. I like this guy. He's a badass. I would say my favorite character was Danny um, because I feel like Danny is the epitome of how I just am naturally. Like, I'm, I'm the type that will 
I will give you chances. I'm going to warn you if you upset me in any kind of way. I'm not going to flip my lid like, you know, the first time. But as you continue to disrespect me, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> and I feel like Danny held his composure as much as he could through a very chaotic situation, which is how I feel like I generally am. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really connected with Danny. Good old Danny. Good old Danny. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene, I feel like, would have to be the dog in the elevator. Just because (laughs) it was so unexpected, I really didn't expect the dog that had rabies that no one really suspected to have rabies and be kind of maybe the cause or part of the cause of this outbreak in this apartment building but he attacked this drunk guy who was an asshole being mean to the cop and he ended up coming upstairs on the elevator and here comes the dog got stuck in there with him and they took a ride what about you i would say my favorite scene Okay, it's a tie between two of them. I would say one would be, I know for sure one of my favorite scenes is at the end whenever like they're in total darkness just trying to figure their way out because like I, (laughs) I just can relate them to that. Like that is just like the daily nightly struggle. Yeah. Daily nightly. Daily nightly. <laughs> um, but the movie as a whole, considering like the concept of the movie, I would say my favorite part would have had to been Oh shit. When they all were all up in that room and they're checking with everyone and being like, Where you been, where you been? And then the doctor or the guy in the suit who came to like test some things happened to be bitten. Because I would tell you, in that situation, I'm not trusting anyone's word. I'm not just going to ask you, have you been bitten? I we're need, checking. We're checking. We're checking. We're getting real acquainted. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, clearly, <laughs> this is a rewatchable one because oh, we, yes. we both very positive. Very positive on this. Um, do you feel like... This is a group sesh-worthy movie or solo-dolo? Little purse. I think it depends on the group. If it's you and me, heck yeah, we can watch this movie together. But if it's more than just two people, maybe, you know, there'd be more talking involved. Then you'd be able to get a good, you know... Understanding of what's going on. Yeah, and this one's a, you know jumper and things like that and you kind of want to be there to enjoy those (laughs) scary moments cool all right well you can follow us on social media um you can check us out on instagram at dazed and amused podcast um you can also check us out on Twitter at Days Amuse Pod. That's D A Z E D A M U S E D P O D. 
Um, you can check us out on the Anchor app if you would like. It's free. Yeah. Um, and you can just look up Days Amused Pod- Days and Amused Podcasts. Uh, and then you can also catch us on Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Yeah. We're working on getting um, our episodes on Apple Podcasts. So once those are up and running, um, don't forget to also, if you are an Apple Podcast listener, go on there and review it. Mm-hmm. Give us five stars. We love a review. And keep an eye out for our memes on our social media. Yeah. We are two funny son of a guns. And we also have a uh, a giveaway going that I mentioned at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you follow us and then tag two friends. Um, I want this giveaway to be special because it mm-hmm. is our first one. So mm-hmm. it will probably be the biggest one that we do mm-hmm. Um as far as our giveaways, or or at least for now, as far as our giveaways and special patron donor boxes go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, definitely keep an eye out for our website. And if you have any movie recommendations, email yeah. us. <laughs> we thank you for joining us, and we hope that this was highly entertaining. I know I'm high and I'm entertained. (laughs) (laughs) We will catch you guys next week. Hey, this shit too easy. Bet I make them go crazy. I think I'm Jesus. Hope City go crazy. My fit too crazy. Look at me, I'm going crazy. Where we going crazy? Yeah, swear we going crazy.